It was it was a great one. Everybody contributed. I think uh, Shaden was spectacular in the minutes that he did get. He he showed those flashes that um, everyone's kind of been talking about and murmuring about. But um, everyone contributed top to bottom. I think that that small ball lineup was really effective. Um, I think you know we'll probably see more of that down the stretch. But I mean, it'll be different games when Nurk finishes um, as well. But I think um, you know Josh Josh really played well tonight. Game it said you guys really hadn't used much of that small ball in like training camp or in preseason yeah. even. He's like it was kind of new but yeah it was something that we actually um we kind of talked about it i remember it was the night in santa barbara before the first practice it was me josh jeremy and dame um sitting around drinking some wine just talking about the season and that's one of the things we brought up we we're like man i can't wait to see it and we thought that you know maybe the first practice coach might do it but we really i think we did it once but it didn't last long it was a short drill or something um, but it, it was effective for sure. That's just what I do. Um, I take pride in my defense, of course, and um, one through five, doesn't matter who it is. Um, I just go out and do my job. But um, tonight it was a bonus, you know, and I was able to get it done and, and help the team. Greetings, Trailblazer fans, and welcome to the second edition of The Briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, Trailblazers.com, and you just got done listening to Justice Winslow talking about the Trailblazers' first victory of the season, first of the Kings, in their season opener, Wednesday night, Golden One Arena. Hopefully you saw it. Maybe you listened to it. Either way, a lot to be excited about from Portland's inaugural performance this season. Justice there talking a lot about the small ball lineups. Actually, Justice covering quite a bit of ground there, talking about the play of Shaden Sharp, who I don't think many of us were expecting to be in the rotation going into the regular season. There he is, playing important minutes. The small ball lineup that I think a lot of us were expecting to see at some point in time in preseason that never happened, had great success with it in the fourth quarter versus the Kings. So just a real good summation there by our good friend Justice about how that game went for the Portland Trailblazers. So I thought it was a good place to start out since we're going to be talking a little bit about that game versus the Kings, not to mention the games coming up versus the Suns, Lakers, and Nuggets all the next couple days. We'll get you straightened out all those things right here on The Briefcase, Episode 2. As I mentioned, the Trailblazers started out their season with a 115-108 victory versus the Kings in front of a sold-out crowd, a rowdy, excited crowd in Sacramento Wednesday night at Golden 1 Arena in... Did the Blazers cover? Yes, they did. Blazers were the underdog in that game, so not only did they cover, they actually won the bet straight outright, but... If you bet the over, you missed on that one. Vegas set the over-under at just two points less than what the actual score total was, which again is a good indication that uh, even if you're not someone who's interested in, in wagering, never hurts to pay attention to the Fosun Las Vegas because they tend to know what's happening. Blazers had their winning streak last season broken by the Kings in season openers, so for the Blazers to go into Sacramento and best the Kings in their first game of the season, a little bit of indication there, but more importantly than that, just a real good start for a team that after preseason, I feel like there was some concern about where this team was at and what they were going to be able to do this season. And I think rightfully so. If you had watched the team during preseason, not exactly the results you would have liked to have seen. And while we all know that preseason doesn't matter all that much and you shouldn't overreact to it too much, there are things generally to be taken away from it. And it just didn't seem like the Blazers had a whole lot of things that were positive to take away from preseason. But it might turn out that what they actually did take away from it was the things they were working on during training camp and trying to work through in preseason just weren't exactly the things that they were going to use. For example, Keon Johnson, who has had a great training camp, had a great preseason, First player off the bench, I think, in every preseason game Portland played, other than the game that he started versus Maccabi, didn't end up playing in that game. Shaden Sharp, who typically didn't see first quarter minutes in the preseason, 
gets first quarter minutes and comes out and really does something with them versus the Kings. That was not expected. The small ball lineup that Justice was talking about in the open that he and Damian and Jeremy and Josh had conceived the night before training camp while having some wine at the Ritz-Carlton in Santa Barbara, we never saw that in preseason. And then you turn the corner to the regular season, and all of a sudden, these things are happening, but they just have success with them. And you come away feeling like, well, maybe they were just holding back some things. Maybe they came to a conclusion that some of the things that were trying in preseason just weren't working. Whatever the case was, whatever the reasons they made those decisions, Chauncey Billups, I think at least for one game, deserves quite a bit of credit because all of the talk about preseason, the things that Portland didn't do well in preseason, and the things that they were working on that just didn't really seem to look all that good versus NBA caliber teams in the preseason, didn't really matter a whole lot in that first game. Will it matter going forward this season? I think that's yet to be seen. But the fact of the matter is the Blazers were able to come out, have a phenomenal start to their season by doing a lot of the things they didn't do in preseason, both from a schematic perspective and a personnel perspective, showing that they can win in multiple ways. And I think that's a really good start to a season in which I think there's quite a few concerns about just how well is this team going to come together and how quickly is this team going to come together? And those concerns aren't gone necessarily, but I think you got a real good indication, at least for the first game, that this thing is actually moving in the right direction and going to a place where at some point in time, this team could be a very good team. Some of the particulars from the season opener, Jeremy Grant, a phenomenal game, arguably the best player on the court in the opener on either team, 23 points on 5 of 11 shooting from the field, 3 of 3 from 3, and 10 of 13 from the free throw line. We are not accustomed to seeing forwards for the Blazers get to the free throw line with any kind of regularity. So to have a guy like Jeremy Grant who comes out and gets 13 of free throw attempts in what ended up being a close game, I think is incredibly important. That's something we really didn't talk a whole lot about. Points are points, and Jeremy Grant able to get 10 points, nearly half of his output from that game from the free throw line. Those are very important points for the Blazers to get. Eight rebounds, two steals, one assist in 35 minutes. Josh Hart also had a phenomenal night. 19 points, 8 of 11 shooting from the field, 3 of 3 from the line, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal in 38 minutes. Scored 12 points in the third quarter. Blazers went up early in the game. I think they were up 12 sometime in the first half. Kings rally back, get it close at the half, take the lead in the third quarter. Look like maybe they're going to pull away. Kings lead by as many as 14 points, if I'm not mistaken. Josh Hart comes out, settles everyone down, at least in the Josh Hart way of settling things down, which is to amp up the intensity, is able to get the Blazers back into the game. They end up going into the fourth quarter tied. And at that point, guys like Justice Winslow playing the entire fourth quarter, playing center, doing a phenomenal job defending Demonis Sabonis, gets 11 points, eight rebounds, and most importantly, a plus 21, a game high plus 21 in 26 minutes for Justice Winslow filling the lanes and doing the little things, being physical and playing big. A lot of the things that that we talked about wanting to see from Justice and a lot of the reasons why a lot of people thought he might get the start at small forward this year, that obviously didn't happen, at least hasn't happened yet. But I think we saw, particularly in the fourth quarter versus the Kings, really the, the full package of what you get from a guy like Justice Winslow, who doesn't need shots, is not going to be a guy who, who complains about his role, but is going to do the things you need to do to win. And those are some of the, the kind of guys that have been in short supply for the Blazers at times over the past couple seasons. They've had talent, they've had scorers, they've had grinders, but haven't necessarily had guys that combine all of those facets in some way or another. Justice Winslow has been that guy. And of course, Shaden Sharp, 12 points and six 
16 minutes. Again, I don't know that any of us even expected that Shaden was going to to see minutes in that game from preseason. I think you could have made a pretty good argument that unless the game was going to be a blowout either way, that you might not see Shaden. Chauncey Billups throws us off for a loop. Shaden gets in the first quarter. One point in time is the Blazers' leading scorer, finishes with 12 points, and really showed that despite the fact they didn't play last year, he is already or is very close to an NBA caliber scorer right now. Maybe the biggest takeaway from that game outside of that small ball lineup was just how good Shaden looked and what are the Blazers going to do to get Shaden Sharp minutes? Because at least in that first game, it seemed like he is deserving of those minutes and people are going to want to see him out there. Let's go ahead and hear what Damian Lillard had to say after the game versus the Kings in Sacramento. Damian's returned to the floor as well. 20 points for him. I would say a, a bit of an off game for Dame. I, I think he would admit as much getting some of the rest off. But I think we also saw that the Blazers were able to win a tough game on the road versus a good opponent without having a phenomenal night from Damian Lillard. Those nights are going to come eventually. Just might take a little bit of time. Here's what Dame had to say about the performance. I mean, we just dogged one out. We talked about it before the game. You know, it was going to be a little... A little, we knew what type of game it was going to be, you know, the type of pace that they play at. You know, they play with a lot of pace, a lot of energy. And um, to win on the road, you got to, you know, you got to be willing to deal with some storms, some adversity. thought we started the game really well. They made their runs. They kind of controlled the game, you know, in that end of the second quarter to the end of the third, uh, toward the end of the third a little bit. And in our huddle, we just kept saying, you know, stay together, keep fighting, you know, keep defending. And uh, offensively, we didn't really have it going. So it's, I think typically we've been a team that built back into games by getting hot offensively and, and making shots. Tonight, we made it, we made shots when we needed to. Uh, we made free throws down the stretch, but it came down to just that fight. You know, we had a lot of guys step up and just be dog. We had dogs out there. You know, we was deflecting the ball. We was getting stops. We was physical. We was running guys off the three. We was getting rebounds. We really went out there and, and took a game, you know, with our you know, our toughness and our defense. It's great. You know, I think um, had a, a history of just coming up big in those big moments. And, you know, those, that's not easy. You know, that takes a lot of energy and effort, you know, especially with the amount of attention I get uh, from the defense. Like even tonight, I haven't played in 10 months, you know, but they was there full court. You know, they you can tell that it was a, a focus of theirs to just make my life hard. But part of us taking the next step is just having trust. You know, we brought in some guys that are capable and um, we got to trust. I got to be aggressive and I got to be me. But, um, you know, we ultimately have to trust on defense and offense. And uh, tonight, you know, we got Jeremy. He going there, get an and one, big possession. Then the next possession, Josh going there and get an and one. You know, and when we show trust and guys have success like that, you know, then their belief grows and they can come through in those situations more times than not. You know, obviously it'll be games. It'll be moments where, you know, I do what I do, but uh, I'm not going out there trying to force that to happen. Um, I, d I definitely think it was a step forward. And just because we, you know, we won with that tonight doesn't mean it won't be growing pains. You know, every offense is different. Every game is different. But, I mean, tonight was definitely a step forward. You know, we came out, and I think our focus to start the game had something to do with what they did to us in that preseason game. You know, they just kind of ran circles around us, and uh, we were locked in on the scouting report. Uh, we did we did what we were supposed to do. And even after they got going and made some shots, the crowd got into it. We didn't get caught up in that. We upped our communication. We upped our physicality. Uh, we went small, and, you know, we found a way to get it done. We've never done that. But as soon as we did it, I felt like it would, it would be good for us because we would be able to switch a lot of things. You know, I feel like when I end up matched up against bigger guys, I do well, you know, when it's a physical game. Uh, we knew that we were running guys off the line. We wanted to take away the opportunities to, you know, those DHOs and going behind and shooting threes. But I also have seen Justice stand up some big dudes. You know, when it's 
a one-on-one matchup. He's, he's a strong dude. You saw it in, in training camp. You know, sometimes he was down there coming over, and Nurk is coming downhill at him, and he was standing his ground. So how strong he is, uh, he's a better athlete than you would expect, and uh, he just understands how to defend. And uh, once we went to that lineup, I was like, we're going to find something with this lineup, you know, especially once we get stops and be able to, you know, push it back at him. It's going it's gonna to be to our advantage. So there you go. Damian Lillard's thoughts on the Trailblazers' victory versus the Kings in their season opener on Wednesday night. Now on to new business. The Blazers filling out their roster with another two-way spot by signing John Butler Jr. to a two-way contract. Butler Jr., who played four games in the summer league with New Orleans Pelicans out of Florida State, was undrafted, averaged 5.9 points, 3.2 rebounds, 1.2 blocks in 31 games, including 24 starts in the 21-22 season. Butler joined Olivier Sar, who was still out with a riotous injury as Portland's two two-way players. Blazers still also have a spot on their regular roster, that 14, max is 15 guys, but due to tax purposes, I don't think any of us are expecting that 15th spot to get filled up, at least not anytime soon. Not sure exactly when John Butler Jr. will join the team. Not sure exactly if he's going to spend time in the G League. Not sure exactly if he's going to see any minutes with the Trailblazers. You would assume at this point that that probably won't be the case, at least not anytime soon. But they have an extra two-way spot. Might as well use it. Another big guy who can shoot. Blazers don't really have a whole lot of bigs that can shoot, at least at the percentage that Butler can shoot at. So maybe a little something there, something to keep an eye on. Again, not expecting a whole lot of minutes for Butler Jr. here anytime soon, but he is on the roster now, so congratulations to him. Now, moving on to the games upcoming for the rest of the week. Trailblazers begin their home schedule Friday at 7 o'clock at the Moda Center versus the Phoenix Suns, who also won their opener at home in a comeback versus the Mavericks. 7 o'clock start time at the Moda Center Friday night. Get there early if you can. There'll be the Blaze Parade, which is always fun for the kids. Walk around the concourse, 100 level, 300 level. Activation on the road quarter, weather permitting. Sounds like it might be a little drizzly, but that's weather permitting in Oregon. Free t-shirts. Everyone always wants to know, are we going to get free t-shirts on opening night? Yes, you are getting free t-shirts on opening night. Some some new stuff in arena this year as well. The Game Night staff done a great job putting together some some new features, some new things to, to look at, to watch. Always a good time. Opening night's always a fun time. Go ahead and check it out. Also, new dining options as well, which many of you seem very excited about. I'm excited about them too. Kinnaman's, which is a cinnamon roll like no other. I have not had it yet, but I've heard only good things. Brooke Olsendam, my partner on the Blazers Balcony, was talking this up a while ago. But one thing I'm very excited about, the addition of Ranch Pizza at the Moda Center, Portland's finest square pizza since 2017, Detroit-style Ranch Pizza, crispy edges, crispy bottoms, delicious, one of my favorite pizzas. The only place I've had better Detroit-style pizza is in Detroit, so go ahead and check out the new ranch at the Moda Center. More importantly, the task at hand versus the Suns, team that they went 1-3 and three versus last season. The Blazers actually won their first game of the season last year versus the Suns at home, and actually quite handily, 134-105. To begin their season with a victory, the Blazers would go on to lose the other three games versus the Phoenix Suns, as you would probably expect considering the way Portland's season went last year. But a chance for some vindication? Blazers are four-point underdogs at minus 110, as uh, you might expect, versus the Suns team that I think people, even with some of the strife they had this offseason, obviously with ownership, but uh, I think more applicable to what's happening on the court, kind of some of the issues with contracts and and guys not feeling like they, they're valued. Jay Crowder, obviously not with the team, has asked for a trade. They've already told him he doesn't have to show up. Landry Schrammett also out of that game as well with an injury. Same injury report for the Trailblazers. Gary Payton Jr., Trenton Watford, Olivier Saar, all those guys are out for that game. All the same injuries. After Friday's game, the Blazers head back down to California for another one-off, this time versus the Lakers, in a 12.30 start, an early 12.30 start at Crypto.com Arena or whatever it is they have to be calling the old Staples Centers these days. After that, they'll fly back that afternoon, return back home to host the Nuggets on Monday. Both those teams thoroughly bested in their season openers. 
Well, that's going to do it for the second edition of The Briefcase. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in a couple days. Recaps of what happens versus the Suns and the Lakers. Probably previewing what happens in the game versus the Nuggets on Monday. Any other injury news, anything else that breaks, we'll be here to put it back together for you here on The Briefcase. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you later.